You're listening to Balance Not Burnout, a podcast helping leaders rethink the speed of their business. And I'm your host, Mark Williams. Join me as I explore the power of a more intentional, balanced approach to leadership. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Balance Not Burnout. This is Mark Williams, and today, special guest coming from Palo Alto, California, Mr. Sina Farzaneh. Sina is an entrepreneur, advisor, facilitator, and coach with over 15 years of experience in global marketing and technology sectors. He's passionate about the intersection of community, communication, and change. What brought Sina to me is he is currently the CEO of a company called Pullpath. It's, in his description, a lightweight communication tool used by executives to boost community involvement and alignment. Prior to running Pullpath, he previously co-founded Advocacy based in Shanghai, which became the world's most awarded word-of-mouth marketing agency based on the belief that marketing should be done with people, not at people. So, Sina, welcome to the show. Love to have you. Thank you, Mark. Very excited about this. So I want to jump right in and talk about Pullpath because I don't even remember how you got to me. I think it might have been LinkedIn, maybe a LinkedIn message. So for those of you that are using LinkedIn, oftentimes it does work. And to let you know, I do reply. Um, so Sina had sent me a message via LinkedIn. We had hooked up and he introduced me to this, uh, to this tool that he uses called Pullpath. So Sina, let's, uh, how about a brief description of Pullpath and maybe just a little bit about your history and, and what brought you to Pullpath? Sure. Uh, I'll take a step back, just that when I studied anthropology in, in uh, school, and I love technology from Silicon Valley, and I love marketing, I was kind of drawn to that, and I flew to Shanghai when I was 24, 25, and had to figure out what to do, and I, at the intersection there, I kind of found word-of-mouth marketing, and being a foreigner in China, not speaking Chinese, I had to go find 2,000 or 4,000 like moms in these lower-tier cities, and I just... Like, how do you do that? So I took something from my uh, anthropology playbook, which is called um, participatory observation. As the anthropologist, you go in the tribe, you participate with the tribe, and you observe everybody. And I kind of used that approach and talked to moms and kind of got them involved. And, hey, what do you think about this idea? Very basic back and forth. And this concept of involving them, it turned out that it influences them. The more that they got involved, the more they felt kind of aligned and part of it. That's how we got 30,000 moms recruited and kind of ended up really surpassing um, advertising as a channel uh, when we were working in China. So that's how I got involved with um, this idea of involving people at scale. And Pullpath is a software product, very lightweight, that's built for people to create interactive updates so that they don't just send their updates at people but there is a response on every screen. So when you send a uh, update through Pullpath, you get back hundreds or thousands of responses instead of just likes or reads or a few comments. So uh, 100%. First of all, uh, I, I'll also back up. You and I could talk for days, I'm sure, about anthropology, the decision to study anthropology, living in Shanghai, which sounds just awesome. Um, but I'll skip that for now. But uh, at some point in time, you and I over a beer, I'd love to have that conversation. Yes. Um, but we have been using Path now for over a year, uh, I think 12 or 13, 14 months, something like that. Uh, we have had an incredible amount of success. So let me share just a little bit about how we use it at Brokers International. Um, so Sina is exactly correct. It, it, it comes across as a, almost like a personal PowerPoint. 
um, if you will. It's a communication tool. And prior to using PullPath at Brokers International, we deliver communication to our employees, generally speaking, once a quarter in all company meetings. And generally throughout the month, I might send either a short video on something special or I would send an email, you know, a newsletter type thing with, with highlights. There wasn't really a regular systematic way of communicating outside of our quarterly meeting. They were more ad hoc. And I have found that with many companies that I work with, every once in a while you'll find a company that the CEO sends out a short video maybe on a regular basis. But this tool is really, I would consider it like a magazine subscription. We send it out roughly the same week every month. Um, we can um, install in it any message we'd like, both e either it's a video or a PDF format or pictures, and uh, someone logs into the system, it opens up, and they're actually actively engaged. So my employees are actively engaged on each screen. And in fact, most of the screens ask a question and there's participation. So tell me, Sina, a little bit about the gamification process and, and how you thought of that, because that's one of the things I love about the system is the gamification. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, I got to go back to China for that, because when I was starting to get these ladies involved, the numbers, once it became dozens and I had to go back to Shanghai, I would have them on these like um, these like group chats and have someone try to screenshot so that I know what's going on. It was a mess. So we built a system where they could come back every day and do their missions. And in the early days, one mission was worth, I'd give them like one twentieth of a, like a penny, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't really worth anything. It was actually phone recharge. Like they get their phone recharged. And as the numbers got big, like close to the hundreds, I couldn't, I didn't want to spend money anymore. We changed it to points. This is back in 2010. Like gamification was just starting. So I yep. took the first course at UPenn when I came out. And engagement just, just went through and people loved the leaderboards and the points weren't even worth anything. That's what I really learned. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. And then through time, I've learned that the points allow us to say the more you learn, the more you earn. And Fantastic. the and uh, the last two things I'll say on the gamification is the points are great for leaderboards, you know, but only some people are competitive. So it's really important to think about it like it's good to have rewards in general so that anybody uh, can kind of the more you learn, the more you earn. And then I also like um, in addition to extrinsic rewards, like, uh, I don't know, like a voucher from Amazon, sure. intrinsic rewards like coaching with you. Like what a gift, right? That type of a thing. I love those career uh, boosting type of rewards too. Mm. The advantages for us at brokers, uh, especially the gamification part was we're act we can actively see who's engaged in, in the communication process. All right, so in an all company meeting, put 140 people in a room, you know you're connecting with maybe 50, 60, 70% of them. You know there's 10% that are you know off somewhere else. There might be five or 10% on their phones. This allows someone to read the communication um, literally work with the communication, interact with the communication, um, and leave feedback. So we have found that our open rate or our read rate is over 90%. So most of our employees look forward to it every week or every month, I'm sorry. Um, it gives me an opportunity to uh, record a video on the front end. So we open up with a video of myself. It's usually between one and three minutes, and it highlights things in the month that are uh, either accomplishments or things that are coming up. Uh, we do a few fun things that I find really great, and that's um, no. Uh, what's my name? Um, every month we put a picture of two or three employees, and we ask people if they know them. 
So not only is it a fun way to get to know people because we then put in their likes and their dislikes and some of the you know some of the uh, interesting facts about them, uh, but it's spreading around who your people are. Um, and we have really had great feedback. And the largest, probably the biggest advantage of all, which is uh, tying us into balance, not burnout, is it provides an avenue, a fun avenue for employees to provide feedback. And as Sina will attest, every single month, we easily get 40 to 50 comments, if not more. Every single one of them is read, and they're really good comments for the most part. Um, so getting back to balance, not burnout, you talk a lot about a feedback loop. In your opinion, why is that so important in, in what you've done in the past? And, and describe that feedback loop, which is important to you, I know. Mm. So feedback loop at the core level is what we're doing right now, which is you're saying something, I'm responding, you talk back. Like even my mm sound, it tells you that I'm listening. Sure. Right? That is part of the feedback loop. And what I found, first I saw this in advertising and communications, and then I saw this internal with the, in companies, there is too much talking. It's too easy to broadcast the message to everybody and expect people to read it. And because of it, we've gotten really good at like skimming or skipping things. Sure. And we're barraged with all of this talking at us. And I don't think that's very healthy because then the anthropologist uh, background like we evolved to a very specific environment and it wasn't this, <laughs> that's the whole <laughs> point, right? And so this idea of actually listening to each other, feeling connected, feeling heard is like core to being human. And I find that in company settings, a lot of times because there's a lot of talking at, that part is just ignored um, too much. And that I think besides the hours and the travel, that is what leads to burnout. You just don't feel whole. Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, I even know in my own, uh, uh, in my own, both professional and personal, the amount of information I'm sent on a daily basis, whether that's LinkedIn message requests, whether it's, uh, you know, every, every so often a Facebook uh, messenger uh, conversation, um, I must receive 120 to 150 emails a day. Um, and I try to describe for people, if you send me 16 paragraphs in an email, I promise you I can't read them. Um, I just don't have the time to read them. So provide me the bullet points, right? Uh, I need a little context, but give me the main, you know, summarize, summarize what you need to tell me and tell me quickly. We have found that the pull path, because it's fun and because it's engaging and because your employees do have an opportunity to respond, you can send them tidbits of information, whether that be through a video, again, a PDF, uh, a save the date for something coming up in the future. Um, maybe it's an announcement on a new product initiative or even an expense or budget meeting, right? Things that, that might involve various people. You're sending it in small tidbits and they're reading it and responding. So we have found that to be fantastic. Um, tell me a little bit about the birth of the company and, and, and how, you know, what size of our organization is this good for and things like that. Nice. First, a quick note on the whole bite size concept, because people see points and they're like, oh, gamification. But I think the true uh, part of it is that it forces simplification. It forces you to take those 16 uh, paragraphs or whatever that people people write that way. And it forces you to go bite size because if it's more than two paragraphs on a screen, you won't read it. And it'll just kind of skip through it. So the one thing I like about Pullpath, like I use it for like a strategic workshops and like strategic projects, like is how do you take a big concept like psychological safety and just make it bite size? 
So people kind of bit by bit kind of get into it while giving feedback. I really love that part of it. It just feels more human, right? And let me, yeah, I I 100% agree. And let me interject here for just a second because we recently did something with Sina and his company. Um, You know, there's a lot of talk about AI, artificial intelligence. And I would submit that probably 85 to 90% of um, the population, including myself here, has no idea what that actually means, Um, right? I read about ChatGPT. I might go there and try something or write a song for me or a poem, but I really don't understand it. I I really don't understand what it can do for the business from a very high, I get the idea. Um, So we actually wanted to talk about artificial intelligence to our employees. Number one, just to see what they knew. Um, Are they afraid of it? Obviously, the only thing you hear right now is it's going to take over the world and everyone's job. So how do we actually quantify what they know, what they're afraid of, what kind of information can we get? And the pull path was a fantastic way to deliver and get feedback on a subject that quite a lot of people might not know about and might be embarrassed to talk about, but this gives them an avenue uh, alone at their desk. You can ask direct questions and they can provide feedback. So I, I wanted to use that as an example because I think that, that that speaks directly to what you were just referring to. Totally. And it's interesting in this case, or in some cases, where companies aren't really sure about what to do with AI. And so they're, you know, sometimes they tell their people not to get into it. Don't use ChatGPT at work. In those cases, I think Pullpath is a great way to start the conversation about AI. And one thing that I've learned is if we if we pivot away from like the technology, because it's all just so crazy, the stuff that's going on, how it could be used more towards your work. You know, where is it inefficient? Where do we have fat to cut? Um, that's a really interesting conversation. And the way that I've framed it, and I see that it kind of, I think it works pretty well, is if you had an intern, like what would you use them for? Do you have an hour of work that you could delegate or not? Because that by itself is going to become, delegation is going to become like the biggest um capability or skill that we're yep. going to need. Uh, so anyway, so I think it's a great way to start that conversation about people's work. And imagine not only do you have an intern every week for an hour, but what if you have one alongside you all day? What if you have a room full of you know robot interns? What would you have them do? And that's the type of imagination we're trying to like get people to think about. Then the company can be like, all right, let's prioritize this area or this project or this you know, task to sure. use AI. So what size company is the perfect size company to use Pullpath? Yeah, I mean, I work with everybody from like little startups all the way to enterprise. And of course, you know, bigger is better and all that. But my favorite type of company is actually more SMB, uh, mid-size. It's a company that's maybe grown just beyond where people really, really know each other. And at 100 seems to be like that's when it kind of starts, 100, 500. And so before they have too many formalized corporate processes, I think, the whoever's in charge tends to be still more purpose-driven and mission-based. So it's just kind of fun. Like they actually want to listen. I find sometimes as you get more toward larger companies, like more corporate um, people are like professional managers. They don't need to listen to get their salary. They just need to have meetings and town halls. And that's good enough. The 20th century way of like factory way of working is good enough. But those who are leaning into 21st century leadership who believe in organizational dialogue and involving people and treating like community, that's the sweet spot. So it's almost like mid-sized company is great for, I think, great for Pullpath, but it's the type of leader, the humanist leader, the one who believes in kind of arming people with information um, and being efficient about it and not wasting time in meetings. Those type of people 
are the ones who get the most out of pull path typically. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting here nodding as you're speaking to, to a few points. One, I, I agree with you about the size of the company. As we grew, I, I, I've been at Brokers International now for nine years. When we first started, we were roughly 75-ish, 80 employees. Um, for the most part, everyone knew everyone more, obviously, within the departments that you that you worked in and the departments that you that you uh, uh, maybe worked on projects with. But as the company got to about 105, 110, 115, now it really is more difficult to know everyone. You might see the face and recognize the face, but if you're on the first floor or the second floor, you might not know everyone. Um, and so, yeah, there has been a little bit more disconnect. So I would 100% agree with the size of the company for sure. I also think that as companies grow, hearing the message from the leaders of the company becomes more important because you are a bigger company. It's impossible for me to have a conversation with 140 employees every day or every week or run into the same people every every week. It's almost impossible. Um, so this really does give a format. So I, I love that. And, and um, I think it has been a, a fantastic tool for us. The other thing I wanted to mention, which I agree with, is I think what's changed over the last 10 or 15 years, and I'll use a few buzzwords, um, transparency, um, uh, well-being of our uh, of our employees, work-life balance. Um, you know, if I go back 20 years to my career, I don't think anybody gave a crap, uh, you know, if I was happy or unhappy. They wanted me to come to come to my job and do my job. Um, today, we are we as a society are much more concerned with how our employees are, their well-being, um, making sure that they're um, that they're mindful of what they're doing and that their mind is at work when they're at work. And because we realize so much of our life can impact our work life, it's important that things are good at home or in, in your extracurricular or outside of work activities. Um, again, I'll go back to the pull path and what it's done for us because I think it's important. One, it, it, it affords us that transparency. We can send direct messages that feel a little more personal than 140 people in a room. They get to respond individually. And I think that's a real important piece here. When I do an all company meeting and I might ask a, lob a question out to the entire group, many people won't respond, one, because it's in the front of a group. And there are a lot of people that don't wanna do that. A lot of people don't wanna provide negative feedback in front of a group, which I totally understand. Um, and even sometimes they might just be people that aren't willing to open up that way. So this gives someone the opportunity to do it uh, whether they're in their home, they're in their car, they're on their phone, they're in front of their computer, you get to to uh, see and and digest the company information and respond in your own comfort level, which is I think is fantastic. Um, so for us, um, it has been not only just a good communication tool, but our employees love it. It gives us that opportunity to receive some feedback from our employees. And again, going back to work-life balance and balance, not burnout, um, we can ask direct questions about workload, um, about time off. COVID is a great example of how we managed COVID. And we did that through employee involvement. What if you know we're gonna be out? How long should we be out? How do we connect? How do we reconnect? So I think all of those things are positive. And maybe there's something I'm missing. So what would you add to the advantages of a pull path type communication uh, from any size corporation that I may have missed. Um, advantages. I mean, there's. It's just so. It's just so. Uh, it's basically the next way to communicate. It's the more human way to communicate um, at scale. And I don't know many other formats that can do that because you know you talked about you lob a question in a room and like not many people want to answer. Like I'm that person. I had like social anxiety up to like like 30 or so or whenever it was, and I would totally not do that. And I've realized that I'm also a digital introvert. 
in that if you have a Teams or Slack or whatever, I don't need to be, you know, ask a question there, make it all public. I'm just not, I'm more of a one-on-one guy. And so I don't see a lot of other tools that allow for that two-way dialogue at scale. Um, I just see intranets that are kind of public, like DMs. But the problem with sending, everyone can send you an email. In theory, everyone can send you an email, whatever. But you're overloaded. That that There's too much noise in there. And um, the other interesting thing is with the pull path is it's structured. So it's not a survey where you're getting all these responses back and all these comments and you're like overloaded. Because that's one reason why people wouldn't do it. They feel like, wait, thousands of responses. That sounds crazy. But what if we don't follow up on it? But it's structured through this kind of like um, a lot of it's mostly closed ended, right? You just kind of pick a response. Yep. We're not promising to do anything. We're just taking in your input and your ideas. And I think that's another really important part: how much information you can give without being overwhelmed with the um, with the with the feedback. With the feedback, fantastic. So uh, once again, I want to describe the process that we have done and give you a time estimate as well. I think we spend no more than about two hours a month producing the pull path. Um, I shoot a video every month. That video takes me probably five or six minutes. I do it on my phone. Um, I, we then upload it into the pull path system. Um, we do company announcements. We do uh, new employees. We might do save the dates. We might do a recap of an all company meeting. Um, certainly guests and or uh, guests that are coming to the office or major milestones within the company. Um, but it reads much, it, it reads and um, is driven much like a magazine. So the way we do it is very, very formal, right? There's, a, there's an opening. That opening is always from me. Um, then we give announcements, then we give financial updates, we end with what's coming, uh, you know, kind of an HR section, save the date, and then we always do uh, uh, who's this, right? Um, uh, uh, a picture and who's that. Um, so it, it follows a similar path, no pun intended. And we also, uh, we also use the points. So the gamification is important because as uh, uh, through every page and every question, your employee has the ability to earn points. We've done some fun things with those points. So you can accumulate them over time. And so the winner at the end of the year who has uh, received the most points could win something. But we also use that intermittently. And again, it gives us an idea of tracking. Who's actually doing, who's reading it? Who's going through every single page? What page are they on? Um, so it gives you a lot of analytics. It's a wonderful tool. Um, so um, I would like to say, uh, uh, give us a, a quick promotion of where they can find more information on Pullpath, Sina. Pullpath.com. Uh, you can send me an email directly, Sina at Pullpath.com. Um, and we'll know in five minutes if we talk, whether it's for you or not. It's like, a, yep, really easy. Yeah, it was a very super easy interview. I'll call it an interview process that I had with Sina about 15, 16 months ago. Uh, we hit it off. Love the tool. It's incredibly cost effective. Uh, so I'd ask you to reach out to uh, Sina and, at pullpath.com if you're interested. And Sina, my final question, which I ask every guest, uh, again, balance, not burnout. It's Saturday morning. You have no responsibilities. You can do what you want with who you want. Describe a perfect Saturday morning for Sina. Hmm. Well, I've got two young daughters who are age three and five. And the perfect morning is they're sleeping in their own beds and <laughs> when and they wake up and they get in mine. And this is so cute. It's so it's so snuggly. So that's very nice. Uh have a nice breakfast with my family and my wife. And then I'd probably go out to uh train Muay Thai. I recently got back into kickboxing, Thai kickboxing. 
um, that'll make me feel great for the day. And if I can have a lunch with friends, um, because I really like connecting with people, that would be amazing. Um, and then I do need to get maybe like an hour of work. And sometimes for me, it's just taking notes or kind of just thinking about stuff. If I don't, then I'll feel I'm not balanced. So just maybe an hour of, of me time. Um, uh, re- and I've thrown in a little bit of um, breath work recently. I learned sure. that a few months back. And so I try to do that every day. And that's kind of it. Like nice little wind down. You know, you're talking about morning, but the whole day. And I've recently realized if every day can be like that Saturday, um, that's a great life. So if there's a way to integrate the work and the life and the way that you've been able to do, not like before, but like how you are now, that's a great life. Right. Yeah, That's I agree. It. I'll give you a quick tip. If you have an Apple Watch, I have on uh, on my Apple Watch. It's called Mindfulness, and you can mm. actually push a button, and it gives you two or three minutes of breathing. Um, and I do that probably three or four times a day. It uh, just wow. gives me literally, th- you know, two or three minutes of just slowing down, taking a deep breath, mm. being mindful of where I am and, and what I'm doing. So, congratulations, good for you. That's awesome. Boom. So once again, I want to thank Sina Farzaneh from PullPath. And again, that's PullPath.com. Fantastic tool. Um, and again, back to our Balance Not Burnout, gives you an opportunity to get some direct feedback, that feedback loop that's so important from your employees. It allows you to give your communication out and gauge the responses back and really gives an opportunity for your employees to engage, which I think is the biggest part. I can't thank you enough for being on the show, Sina. Thanks again. And uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being a part of us. Thanks, Mark. This was really fun. Really appreciate it. Great. Take care. And thank you. This is Mark Williams, Balance Not Burnout. Thanks for listening. If you think balance is as important as I do at work and all throughout your life, help the show out by leaving me a five-star review following me on social media, or sharing the podcast with someone you think would appreciate it. If you have comments or questions, I'd love for you to join the conversation with me on LinkedIn. I want to thank OBI Creative for producing the podcast and Swills Beats for getting the music for me. Thanks for sharing your time with me today. And until next time, this is Mark signing off.